The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. There's a new buzz phrase going around these days, and it's catching on, becoming another movement promoted by leftist progressive feminist activists. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is a new mindset these progressive feminists are attempting to force into the cultural talking points, which vilifies traditional manhood and all things masculine. They've been incredibly successful over the past few years in pushing their crazy ideas. What was once unthinkable in America has now become the norm. Good has become bad and bad has become good. While most of these ideas are only accepted now by a small but vocal minority, if things don't change, it won't be long before this nonsense is embraced by an overwhelming majority, like everything else they've come up with. So what exactly is toxic masculinity? Well, according to Femme Magazine, toxic masculinity harms all genders. It promotes sexism, misogyny, violence, and rape culture, while enforcing dangerous stereotypes of masculinity and femininity. It's a fundamental pillar in the patriarchy, and its normalization throughout cultures demands action. Next time you hear comments that promote toxic masculinity, remember to call them out. Taking actions to disband this mentality are necessary in order to dismantle the patriarchal structure. So there you have it in their own words. The ultimate goal is the demise of manhood, the dismantling of what they call the patriarchal structure. In other words, men bad, women good. More division. You see, the left is not content to divide us by ethnicity, religion, or political ideology. Now they must also divide us by gender, which I find ironic because it's the same leftists who want us to accept as fact that there are now as many as 13 different genders. An insane idea which they insist we must all embrace as truth. And woe to the poor soul who makes the mistake of calling someone by the wrong pronoun. Femme Magazine goes even further in their fight to destroy manhood. In an article from December of 2016, they wrote, Machismo leads to homophobia, sexual harassment, and murder, as violence becomes a channel through which to acquire control. And so these radical feminists are now portraying men as sex misogynists, rapists, and murderers. It was not long ago that it would have been unthinkable for people to accept the idea of transgenderism, much less the idea that there are now 13 distinctly different genders. But now transgenderism is being forced upon an unsuspecting but largely apathetic populace under force of law. Get your mind right and accept these different genders, or you will pay the consequences. Isn't it interesting, though, that the same people who want to vilify males as rapists and murderers are the same ones who want to do away with the truth of the matter, which is, there really are only two genders, male and female. For goodness sake, even the animal world understands this. You don't see male dogs confused over their gender. You don't see male birds confused over their genders. God made all created things male and female. One isn't better or worse than the other. On the contrary, the two, and there are only two different genders, were designed by God to complement each other. 
Now, are there men who abuse women and act wickedly? Absolutely. And that is behavior that we have never accepted in civilized society. Abusers of women and children and those who are bullies have never been considered good men. They've been looked at as as the rude, crude jerks that they are. But the same can be said of women. If you have any doubt, just look at the recent women's marches that have been taking place around the nation, ostensibly to support women's rights. Consider the foul-mouthed speakers at their rallies and the mean-spirited, hateful vitriol that flows from their mouths as they proudly wear their vagina hats. Most of these feminist activists are more vulgar than any men I've ever known, yet their actions are considered just fine simply because they're female. But hold on a minute. I thought we were not supposed to focus on gender. I thought there were 13 different genders, and all of them were equally good. But it turns out, I guess, 12 of them are good, but one is very, very bad. It's very, very bad to be male or masculine. That just cannot be tolerated any longer. Masculinity, they say, must be dismantled, along with our traditional patriarchal structure. The clear and obvious hypocrisy of the left never ceases to amaze me. There's no question that manhood is under full assault in America today. Just like the LGBT movement, the idea of toxic masculinity is now becoming more and more widely accepted. And as usual, it starts with the indoctrination of young boys in preschool, grade school, middle school, high school, and then this idea that masculinity is a horrible, awful thing is solidified in their young minds in college. This is why we're seeing more and more young men in embracing feminism, dressing and acting more and more like women. I dare say that many young men in our public colleges today are, in many cases, more feminine in their behavior than the young women are. They've been indoctrinated well by the propaganda that's been drilled into their heads all their lives. So let me ask you a question. If you wanted to bring down a nation, if you wanted to destroy a nation from within, how would you start? Well, by destroying the natural family, by twisting the truth and deceiving the minds of millions of young people over a period of just 12 to 16 years. That's the time it takes for a child to go through public school and college. Drill your lies into their heads for just 16 years and you can fundamentally change an entire culture and society. Mission accomplished. This is what has taken place in America. The first step in destroying the natural family was to bring down the head of the family, the dad. And so, not so long ago, we began seeing fathers portrayed in TV sitcoms and movies as bumbling fools and idiots. Not so long ago, we began drugging our children, mostly young boys, to alleviate the problem of ADHD. By the way, have you noticed that there aren't many young girls who have ADHD and must be drugged with Ritalin? No, it's always the boys who suffer from this malady. If they act too masculine or display too many male traits, this is simply unacceptable. And for the good of the child, they tell us, they must be treated for ADHD. And so we drug our children on the advice of the so-called professionals. We've been lied to, folks. We've turned our children over to the mercy of the almighty state. And after 12 years of public school and four years of college and much medication, our boys finally managed to get their minds right.
Now our young men eagerly join the women's marches, the pride parades, and embrace transgenderism, not to mention the Holocaust known as a woman's right to choose. Now they dress like women, act like women, speak like women. These are not the young men of that greatest generation that fought for freedom in World War II. My own dad left school at the age of 17 and enlisted in the U.S. Navy. He was among our fighting men in the South Pacific, and he was there when we liberated the Philippines. Now, can you imagine a 17-year-old boy doing such a thing today? Or are they more likely to join Antifa and wreak havoc on their own country? Or simply sit at home and watch porn and play video games in their mom's basement while wearing their skinny jeans, painting their toenails, and poofing up their hair? You tell me. It goes without saying that they've also abandoned the God of the Bible. If they have any faith at all, it's in some weird religion. Many young people today worship the earth. Many worship the pagan goddess of feminism, or as they're now calling it, the gynarchy. Many seek out Satanism, Eastern mysticism, or ancient demons masquerading as angels, and many are simply atheist or agnostic. This is the easiest route because it gives them the perceived freedom to do as they please. As the Satanist Aleister Crowley wrote, inspired by the devil himself, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So to bring down a nation without firing a shot, first you destroy the family, and you start that by destroying the head of the family, the dad. Then you feminize the boys and confuse their minds so that many of them actually believe now that they were meant to be girls. Those who still have a little common sense left find themselves in deep, dark turmoil in their souls. They instinctively know that they're male, yet they're not allowed to be male. Everything all around them in the culture tells them masculinity is bad. They're so conflicted in their spirits. And then we wonder why we've seen such a dramatic spike in the suicide rate, especially among young men and boys. There is no such thing as toxic masculinity. God made us male and female. And make no mistake, there are only two genders designed by God himself to complement one another. Even our physical anatomy proves this out, different but equal, and both are needed to procreate and to raise spiritually, mentally, and physically healthy children to be responsible, well-rounded adults. When my children were young, they would walk between my wife and I, and each of us would hold one of their hands. My wife would hold our kid's left hand, and I would hold their right. Because a child needs both parents to feel safe and secure, and to grow up healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Two men can't do that, nor can two women. It takes a mom and a dad. Toxic masculinity is a lie from the pits of hell. It's so sad for our young men. They're ashamed of themselves only because they're male. And if they happen to be white males, then they're even more ashamed because, as we all know now, the leftist mantra has been, white males are bad. People of color, especially women of color, are oppressed victims who must be profusely apologized to and then celebrated, worshipped, and adored. Meanwhile, our families disintegrate, relationships between fathers and sons are destroyed, the minds of our young people are radically confused and twisted, and suicide rates are increasing exponentially. Toxic masculinity is a lie. It's just another brick in the wall the leftists are building to further divide us and separate us from the truth, from rational thinking, from God's natural order and design. When a nation no longer accepts and follows God's natural design, it 
reaps the consequences, which are too many to mention. But suffice to say, we're seeing all those consequences play out in living color before our very eyes this very day. So how's that working for us? But what is true masculinity? What is the role of the man in God's natural order? Well, first the man is to submit to God, his creator, follow his commandments, and then, with the guidance and counsel of the Holy Spirit, take up his cross daily and follow Christ. He's to be the husband of one wife, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Once united to his wife in holy matrimony, he is then to be the ministry of his home, the spiritual leader. He is to serve his wife, protect his wife, and provide for her. He is not to use his authority as head of the household as a tyrant, but rather as a servant. And then together, the husband and wife are to be fruitful and multiply. As the wife follows her husband, as he follows Christ, the children then see modeled for them how to do life right. They grow up with a mom and dad in the home, actively involved, guiding, nurturing, and training them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. As Jesus said, teaching them to obey all he commanded. This, my friends, is what makes for a strong, solid family. And the family is the foundation of a civilized nation. Destroy the family, and you have destroyed the nation. The first step, though, is taking down the head of the home, the man, the husband, and father. So men, don't let the agenda of pop culture shame you because of your gender. Stand up. Be the man God created you to be with all the attributes and virtues of a real man of God. Remember, it only took 12 men, Jesus' 12 disciples, to turn the entire world upside down. So embrace the freedom you have in Christ. Or perhaps a better way to say it, embrace the duty you have been given by God himself to be countercultural, world changers, watchmen on the wall, and truth tellers. But I can tell you this will not make you popular or well-liked by most, especially those in your own home or your own church. But as you live life out and model true masculinity, those around you will begin to get it. Real men love babies. Real men stand up for those unjustly led to slaughter. Real men push back and fight evil. Real men protect, lead, provide for, and serve their wives and families. Real men have a purpose ordained by God. So, be a real man. Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Ask for message number 247. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.